Hey everybody, it's Manny. Uh, we were taking a week off because, you know, to sort of refresh uh, going into the new year. But before then, I wanted to unlock a bonus episode for you all real quick, as this is an episode that we did on the UK pop punk band Busted that we did a few months back with Luke Phillips and Barely March. It's a fun episode and I want to make it available to you all as a little, you know, present to ring in the new year. But if you want to hear this episode a few months ago and, you know, a few months ago, you know, super early, you can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast for $5 a month. But hey, we get, you know, that's not the only tier. You get $1 a month. You get episodes 48 hours early by supporting us at that tier. You also get some occasional bonus episodes and bonus content from that. You get access to our Discord server. A bunch of, for just $1, that's a pretty, pretty good deal, in my opinion. And of course, you can go higher from there to $8 a month or more, as that way you can submit playlists for us to listen to and review on an, a future episode of the Indie Heads podcast. All right, that's my spiel. That's my sell. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Indie Heads podcast. Now, usually at this point, we don't have a cold open, so I usually I would just play our theme song, which is uh, New Calm Part 2 by Ott. But, you know, in, in light of uh, recent events, I, I feel like, you know, in we, we got to play, you know, I, we're going to have some temporary new theme music. And because we were talking about a band from the United Kingdom, I feel like this episode is a loving tribute uh, to this country. Um, so uh, here is our, our new theme song real quick for y'all. <laughs> this video has a very long intro. Oh, great. Okay, the fuck, this fucking moment, guy on YouTube has to dedicate this si- to his own sh- oh, here we go. All right, it's play, it's play. <laughs> that took so fucking long. It's like the Mr. Bean intro. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's all. That's all you get. Welcome, welcome <laughs> the everybody. Feeling to episode. you've been cheated. <laughs> welcome everybody to the Indians podcast. Let's play that goddamn theme music. Love this one. All right, welcome everybody. Indians podcast bonus episode. We're here. We're talking. We're talking another Dave Grohl fan club playlist, and this is a follow up to an episode we did. Uh, a few months back about uh called i think this was it was episode 184 i think i remember the episode name was uh the most unwanted podcast that's what i remember for sure it might have been 184 it was one of the 181s hey it's maddie from the edit uh it was actually episode 178 episode number 178 but on that podcast there's about a lot of things but one band we talked about in particular uh was the uk pop punk band busted as we talked about their song air hostess which uh myself lillian rose we just had a blast talking about that song it was so goddamn funny and the fucking stupid music video together it was it was a very it was one of the most it was a it was a huge highlight of that playlist and so uh the creator of that playlist has come back and they've uh dedicated an entire playlist to the discography of busted and its various members uh, over the years as we are going to get a little uh, truncated uh, arc of busted from their origins to their follow-ups to their uh, breakup solo projects and then then their reunion and even some other stuff along the way but on this episode of course as i mentioned uh lily once again thank you for coming on thank you for joining me in this journey uh 
it would feel weird to do an episode on Busted without one of the uh, one of the original Busters that were that was on that episode with me. Yeah, yeah, I had to close the loop and come bust again. <laughs> Uh, but also joining us, uh, uh, I, I've somehow roped in two very special guests, uh, Barely March and Luke Phillips. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. I'm sorry for inviting you guys. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, right up at the top, RIP Lizzie 2, just days before <laughs> the release of Kevin Smith's magnum opus, Clerks 3. Oh, shit. I know she would have loved it. It, again, it, 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 you know, I feel like maybe she did like a make a wish thing and got to see it early. If she really, if she was yeah, a really big yeah. fan, I think she made I, the, I, she I think she made the trip to Red Bank, New Jersey, to see the early screening. Well, oh yeah, mm-hmm. at at the Quick Stop. Yeah, and she spent like thirty dollars on a movie's hamburger. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Uh, and and that's probably how she died. She ate the movie's hamburger and it yeah, gave her food poisoning, poisoning, and she died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have no idea where friend of the pod Ivan was at the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> please i mean Uh, listen let's not spread conspiracy thought on this podcast obviously the queen died because she messed her pants when she flew over france (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened Uh, i I, I also have to say i i also say that uh as someone of scottish descent uh the fact that she died in scotland scotland forever we fucking killed the goddamn queen (laughs) we fucking did it uh shouts out to my to my my brothers in ireland uh and all over all over the world all right uh we we fucking did it lads uh let's hope we get uh is it charles is he the king now yeah let's hope charles is set is next and soon okay let's hope no he, one knows for sure the king changes every day <laughs> oh like marshmallow how there's a new marshmallow every day yeah they've yeah. got some weird rules i think marshmallow might I, be king yeah. today William's got to cash in the money in the bank uh, contract to become king. I think. Or is that, wait, or, 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 That's Austin Theory. Austin Theory's got money in the bank. Or does he Although have to, MJ, yeah, or, or does he have to compete in King of the Ring? Is that because that's how you get the crown, right? That's true. And it I depends on. There might be a multi-step we, again, it aspect. If we're, if we're talking the crown as a literal thing, or we're counting like the crown as like as like like a like a title, like a championship title. Well, usually, when you get the crown, you get the title of king. So in kayfabe, mm. so. These rules it's, are way too American to be happening over there. No, we have no concept of, of monarchy. All of our feudalism is, you know, completely based around, you know, just uh, private citizens here. Yeah, but uh, uh, we're supposed to be talking about uh, uh, the band Busted, the UK band <laughs> Busted. Um, I'm finna but, bust. Uh, I'm finna I'm bust. Fin- busted we're we're going to be busting all over the place. Uh, so... Uh, of course, uh, Inquisitive has sent over a playlist uh, of of eleven songs uh, in the busted extended universe. So we've got some songs from the band themselves. We got uh, songs from side projects. We've got songs uh, from uh, like somewhere between the actual band and then a side project. Uh, what, what what's that called? Like like I guess well, supergroup. I was gonna say that's that uh, yeah. supergroup busted supergroups. Yes. Uh, uh john carpenter is here for some reason i don't know why he's here john carpenter known buster yeah he's a buster apparently he's a busting all these clowns on halo 3 (laughs) but here we are let's let's get into it uh our first song of the evening is according to inquisitive the debut single from busted that released in the autumn of 2002 almost 20 years ago exactly today and that first song is what i go to school for which uh for for us americans you might be more familiar uh with the jonas brothers cover of this 
and our next song as uh, these two songs uh, famously got covered by the Jonas Brothers as like their first uh, singles, essentially. I didn't the Jonas realize Brothers they covered, covered this, this song one too. also. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. I didn't, obviously, Year Two Thousand is the bigger one, but like this is also is on that on their debut record. That. Yeah, I'd never heard either version of this. This is crazy that this was like their very first song too. What a way to mm-hmm. set the tone of just yeah. hit songs about like harassing women at their workplaces. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, thankfully this is a bonus episode, so I can say whatever the hell I want. Uh, this this is uh, this, this you know sort of breaks the mold of pop punk bands, in that instead of you know uh, you know chasing after underage girls, uh, instead the uh, the lead singer or singers here I guess is because there's two of them are are chasing are underage chasing after an older teacher you know so this is a statutory rape banger but like the other way around and that so makes it okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's praxis, I think. Yeah. It's literally uh, like the inverse of Don't Stand So Close to Me by the police. Like, they swap. It's the mirror version. It's please stand so close any, to me. It doesn't make it any less problematic. Yes. <laughs> no. My read on this, and I mean, this is going to be a theme. Like, the number of hats this band tried on unsuccessfully is really fascinating. And, like, my first impression of this was just like, this is just what fucking happens when you let British people try and write Stacy's mom again. Oh, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> like, if yeah. Stacy's mom was drained of just all of its sauce, every last it's, bit of it. It's so funny because, like, literally, like, my only context for this band was like when I was 15 years old, I was on a Green Day forum that like a lot of Europeans were on. And obviously like the, you know, adolescent UK like Green Day fans were also super into Busted and McFly. And like, so I probably watched like music videos for Busted and McFly on like early, early YouTube. And I just remember at the time thinking like, you know, this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this song is pretty bad. Whoa. I have to say, I'm... my my only memory is being very struck by the air hostess video, just because I was a, a little plane nerd, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. they're on the Concorde." How about yeah, that? Yeah, right. I can't believe some people on here are just team defund pop punk, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this you can't. Hey, you can't hate this song and also love the movie Licorice Pizza. You can't have the, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> I, totally. I, you make a great point. You, you make, you make a, a great yeah, point. I, point. I, I, I take back what I said. The song is actually really good. Um, wait, hang on. Sorry, I, I'm gonna. We're just gonna pause the song because like, we've we've heard enough of it. Um, verse four from Matt. Which oh god, it's my name. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, I climb a tree outside her home to make sure she's alone. I see her in her underwear. I can't help but stop and stare. So, like, my I, man is stalking this this te- this poor it, teacher. I, I caught that last bar, teenager. but didn't have the like tree context. What w- were you going to do other than stop and stare at the top of that tree? Like, you're implying you had other options here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I don't know. This is basically like a 1975 song. Like these are like Maddie <laughs> Healy lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, if you I read into the lyrics of any pop punk band, you'll see stuff exactly like this. It's just a matter of whether or not like it's a banger or not. Yeah, yeah right. and this is if you're looking to excuse and... the lyrics. I mean, this entire playlist is like a case study in why you don't put anything on the public record before you turn 30. 
<laughs> like these poor guys who would like put this single out when they just turned 18 and now they have to live with it forever. Yeah, right. Like oop like oops, I we accidentally wrote the song about being kind of weird and creepy. Although here's the thing, it works cuz at least the end of the song, the fantasy is that oh the oh the teacher decides, you know what? I'm going to pack my bags and get together with this my my student, my students I guess in this case cuz there's multiple multiple busted boys uh here that she <laughs> yeah, wants she, to Yeah, she was abusing multiple students. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's fun. It's cool. I'm I'm curious. I, I have to assume that like the Jonas Brothers like changed the lyrics of this. Yeah. What was there? Oh weird, god! Like... Is there? Oh god! There's an actual teacher. Oh, no. this about. Jesus oh. Christ! Oh, oh my no. god! I'm not gonna I'm, say her name. I'm... You can find it online, but I'm not gonna say. I'm it. not gonna say anything. Uh, I, I'm curious. Yeah, I have to assume. I mean, for Jonas Brothers, they, like they definitely changed it. They changed some of the lyrics to Year Three Thousand. I know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, instead of uh, staring Jonas at her ass were like while she fills out her college apps. Yeah. Wait. Okay. She's wait. Oh. So, to... Oh. Wait. Okay. So and so of course the busted song is about a teacher, oh. but the Jonas Brothers like it's a freshman fantasizing about a senior, which is like That's it's really still smart, a problematic actually. age gap. Let's be real, <laughs> but you know it's yes, a little bit but, better. But it is more. It's more like okay. I kind of like I, I, again. I've been a freshman. I have fan, you know, when I was a freshman, I definitely fantasized about like some of the senior girls. So it's like, okay, this is, this is, this is infinitely more relatable, you know, like, oh, okay. Like there's no, it's like, yeah, it's a little weird, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's standard, like, you know, teenage boy shit. This nothing, is nothing too crazy. This here. is more like yeah. Stacy's older sister. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's very Degrassi, the next generation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. So they they also cut out the whole verse about uh being a hunk and she's gonna go with me. Huh. Uh, oh wait. No. No. They actually they kept that. I think they 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 cut out some stuff. They it seems like they they're truncated. not in the tree in this version. No. No. Yeah. They cut that one out. Thank 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 God. Which I but, mean, but that's just you know, uh, every everyone's got a story of being in a I tree. Think, <laughs> I feel like what they're going for is that was like kind of a trope in like the '90s and like early 2000s, like the fucking like. Mm-hmm. There was always like on every sitcom there was like the best friend character like at least sitcoms that like were had like a female protagonist you know they always had mm-hmm. like the fucking like best friend character that was like oh will they or won't they or whatever it was like I, uh, like Clarissa explains it all like oh, and hold they the phone, like, Maddie fucking... go back to that Wikipedia page that yeah there is a detail here so the real teacher uh, appeared as the correct answer on the lineup section of the show. Never mind the Buzzcocks, a show I used to love. Um, I'm reeling <laughs> at that, that she had wow. to like 10 oh, years oh. after that song was released, go be part of that fucking segment and get like doxxed all over again. And now the bloody <sighs> queen is dead. I should I also gonna, say was... the lineup section of never mind. The Buzzcocks is a segment where like they have to pick a person out of a line or like, arrange the people based on the likelihood of who is the real person so like <laughs> just a game of picking which of these women seems the most likely to do statutory rape oh boy <laughs> i'm so, i'm sorry Jesus maddie Christ. where your mouse is can you just read that sentence down uh, in that it, third uh, paragraph oh okay so uh the third paragraph the third paragraph okay uh, commenting on the veracity of these events as portrayed in the song, Blair said, I think he's used a bit of artistic license in the song. It was a dance class, so we never used any pencils, but I suppose he had ample opportunity to look at my bum. There was <laughs> never any tree outside my bedroom window, though. I think I might have noticed a peeping Tom. Uh, reflecting on his time with the tutelage of Miss Blair, uh, Matthew Willis said, she was kind of nice, and there was always something really sexy about her. 
uh, being identified as the object of adolescent lust and the subject of a pop song hasn't caused any friction with her husband, according to Blair. My husband thinks it's hilarious and takes the Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> takes the Mickey? What does that mean? Uh, takes the Mickey? It means he like gets the joke. Yeah. That's, it's like a, in America, Lily, as a we... you have to be our British whisperer. <laughs> yeah, in this I, episode. Yeah, I have the a translator. translator. <laughs> Uh, I don't think she's really worried I'm going to run off with a pop star. I'm proud of them. Looking back, it was obvious Matt had what it takes. I'm sorry. So, I just saw a, uh, ample opportunity to look at my bum and <laughs> it just stuck <laughs> out to me. Listen, who, who hasn't? Whom's among mm-hmm. us? Yeah. God. Uh, well, that's what I go to school for. I Do I even want to watch the music video? Do we want to watch the music video for this? So. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, we can, I don't know. Yeah, Unless can... you want to see why they're called Busted. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Which we already did in the yeah. Air Hostess video, so I don't want to see like the red band cut of Air Hostess. <sighs> mm-hmm. So wait, do yeah. we know why they're called busted? And I know pop punk bands of the time had a very you know crass toilet sense of humor, but did they know it was a euphemism for uh, ejaculation? I think so. Um, I feel like it was like a like a double like I think they they had to have known, but I think it was more like oh we got busted for doing something rather than like oh we busted all over the place. Yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. know if I that mean, is, if that euphemism is you know is the same across the pond. Does yeah does mm-hmm. does busted mean anything in British slang terms? Probably not. Uh, I mean let's let's look up busted on Urban Dictionary and see what we can find. Uh, let's see, busted. Uh, this band is kind of busted. Yeah, but this uh, is—you're not going to get like British stuff here. Yeah, I mean, okay, we might, we might, you know. So busted isn't okay. caught. That one's gross. We can skip that. Broken. That's what I assume. Like, oh, like, oh, our band, you know, oh, we got busted for doing something because it's like pop punk and like rebellion, all that shit. Do you have That's safe search have on Urban assume. Dictionary right now? Because how has this not come up yet? We've been through like six definitions. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I, that's what I assume. That's I, what I have to assume. I don't oh, think so. Oh, here we so. go. Getting, getting caught doing something you shouldn't have been doing, either by the cops, parents, a significant other, etc. Well, there I you know go. that. Yeah. Took a while to get down there, but it's on there. That's what I assume. I don't... That, that, I, I, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe... Well, let's see what Inquisitor has to say, because maybe they have some insight on the band name. So uh, let's, let's read what they had to say about this song. Uh, we start with Busted's debut single from Autumn 2002, almost 20 years exactly. It's called What I Go to School For, a super catchy mid-tempo tune that's equal parts Blink and Westlife with puerile lyrics about crushing on your high school teacher that are maybe uh, a bit culture contentious in hindsight. A thing that will develop here. Oh, no. Uh, it reached a peak. It reached the peak of number three in the UK charts, laying the groundwork for their debut album a few weeks later. It was picked up in 2006 by the management of a fledgling group, Jonas Brothers. Their cover ended up as the first track on their 2006 debut album, although the lyrics were made slightly tamer and worse by making the song about fancying a girl a couple years older instead. Leonardo DiCaprio could never. Now, I want to dispute two things here. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they made the lyrics, the lyrics better. <laughs> yeah. They make the lyrics better. I disagree. They make the lyrics better because it's a little, it's it's less creepy. Um, so inquisitive, I, I have to question, uh, I have to question this about you as a person, TBH. Uh, but also, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio could never. I mean, of course, he's he famously dates women that are you know like much younger than him. But at the very least, and I hate to give points to Leonardo DiCaprio here. No, nope. he is at least dating <laughs> legal age women. He's. He, Unlike it, what it seems like in this busted song, where it's like, oh, it, it, someone who is, uh, it, it is an, uh, uh, a a thirty three year old teacher uh, taking advantage of an underage. It's student. called fiction. 
Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hypothetical scenario. Hypothetical. Exactly. Of course, never, never actually happened. I, I think as you've uh, identified, but, yeah. the problem here is just that it's not a banger. Like, if if we really wanted to go for it, <laughs> the we problem could... here is that it's mid. <laughs> yes. It's like, too we mid. Could, we could rank pop puck songs about statutory rape on their level of quality if we felt like it, which we don't. <laughs> but the point is... Point is, uh, the song is not good. That's enough a great to get point. The, <laughs> the point is, statutory rape is bad. Yeah. Don't do it. That is your that's your PSA from the Indie Heads podcast. You're thinking about it. Stop. That's a yeah. good general Don't rule of thumb, Maddie. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad of you. Yeah. I'm glad you're sticking to your guns there. Yeah. Step yeah. one, don't do that. Just ask look, yourself. No one else, no one else, look, look, no one else is saying this, okay, Chris? Ask no yourself. One else is saying this. Look deep, deep inside yourself and just ask yourself, does it bang? And this does not bang. We are the is only that... anti-statutory rape podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, I mean, hey, hey, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But uh, let's move on to our next song. So for more from Inquisitive, uh, that song, Established Busted, consisting of the punky Matt, dreamy growl voice Charlie, and awkward but musically gifted James as quintessential cheeky chaps <laughs> who met the kid of Mama Brewline between edgy and safe. The album, however, was a slow burn sales-wise, not really picking up until their big single, Year 3000. Uh, so uh, they, they include the music video, which actually I want to, they, they include the music video, uh, this was inescapable with a Back to the Future-inspired narrative, goofy video, and the clever use of the lyrical understatement, not much has changed, but they live underwater and set the boys on a path to pop-punk superstardom. So let's listen to uh this song i cannot okay. listen to this song because it's not <laughs> available in available. my country oh uh, let's no. see if i can just search on the, youtube the, look and what find the it queen took with i know her. look what the queen took from us <laughs> oh yeah uh, here okay, we go we, you'll have to pry you'll have to pry busted year 3000 from the queen's cold dead hands I hope yeah they this is very much what i remember watching this like late at night on ytv or whatever which is canadian nickelodeon it's oh like, god, this video is so compressed. It's so compressed. Wow, I love it. <laughs> well, no, this looks exactly baby. like Yeah, this looks just like if I had watched it on like my cousin's computer in their basement in like 2002. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah no, it's perfect. I'll I'll just say for the people at home, Maddie just tried to change the quality of above 240p. You're not getting yeah. above 240p. No, I was no. I was not trying to change it. I was just trying to see what the quality was. <laughs> I can change it to 144p to get the, the genuine experience. Yeah, though. let's go down. Yeah, let's let's go as shitty as possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god, that's that's, that's nostalgic, right yeah. there. I'm very familiar with the Jonas Brothers version of this song. I'll say it. This song, banger. Wow, yeah. Yeah, the song is a banger. I think the Jonas Brothers version is better, but this is still a, it's still a good song overall. Imagine so. how much better this looks in high def. <laughs> I think I could change this? my VPN. <laughs> I, I have got a VPN. I could turn it on, but I think that would end the Zoom call, and I don't really feel like uh, fuck. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like pause the podcast to watch this high quality it. version of Year Three Thousand. This video is camp. It's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. Really this video good. is like set in Bikini Bottom, which I totally forgot about. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, they live underwater. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like I know, who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I know Inquisitive said that the. Not much has changed, but they lived underwater. Line is the understatement of the century. I would like to point out the other line where they say your great 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 granddaughter yes. is doing fine. That is nowhere, that is either nowhere near enough greats for 1,000 years, or we have learned to live so long. 
that people are having children at like 200 years old. I'm right. so Look, happy Chris, 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 I made this Chris. exact observation today. Like <laughs> Chris, the Chris. subtle implication that the human lifespan <laughs> has evolved at an exponential rate so that like the third great granddaughter lived for like 600 years or something. There's look, so look, much Chris, implications what you, what, to this that they think, are leaving Chris, out. Oh, hang on. I got to ask again. What do you think they were busted for? They were busted for cheating in their math class. I thought they busted they in their pants because they were looking at their teacher's ample bum. Exactly. <laughs> they were busted. They were, they were, again, they were busted for being creepers and cheating in math class. Of course, they don't know the, no, yeah, the, the, the proper lineage of the year 3000. Yeah, this this song rocks. It's about uh, time travel and, and a bunch of sea monkeys and uh, yeah, it's the Jonas Brothers version is sick. This is ultimate like theme park music. I know you guys were doing like the you know yeah. the water park mm. music, but this is like theme park music. In fact, Definitely. I literally heard the Jonas Brothers version of this song when I was at Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, on Monday. Uh, do they do the uh, the AEW dark tapings there right now? They're oh doing God. that at Universal right now. Yeah. Okay, Universal. Gotcha. I just think Lily and I are on the right track where they know something that we don't and they're withholding <laughs> that information and they're just telling us in little bits. Yeah, they live underwater. Yeah, our lifespans are like six times as long. This, but. this song is basically like setting up the shape of water. Like, <laughs> he's a, yeah. like a fish person, right? That's they're a like, good point, yeah. They're like Aquaman or Namor. Okay, so I was going to say this is also like kind of well proto riffing on that future emma roswell episode but by proxy it's also riffing on like the mermaid episode yeah gotcha. totally wait mermaid episode what oh yeah we're when they go mer- to the lost city of atlanta at oh, the bottom of the i thought ocean. i thought you were saying that we're gonna do an ep- like a, a mermaid music episode of the idiots podcast i was like what no That's no good. we did songs to train your gender too already <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm curious because, of course, uh, as we mentioned with the, the Jonas Brothers cover, they definitely changed some lyrics. I'm curious what creepy lyrics we're going to find in this song. Let's see what we got. Uh, I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to see what we got. Uh, triple-breasted women swim around town totally naked. <laughs> there we go. There's your first first one. I don't imagine that made the Jonas Brothers Sick. version. Uh, I mean, hey, Total Recall. I mean, hey, these, yeah, these, right. these just total recall. busted are, this, are fans of cinema. Busted, yeah, simply love doing movie references references in their songs. That every single fucking song has like a like basic movie reference. They're 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 cinephiles. Exactly. Yes. Let's see. Uh they mention, of course, uh that their album outsold Michael Jackson. Uh ooh, buddies. Uh uh oh. Yeah. prediction there. But their uh, seventh album in one thousand years, they only put out seven albums. Yeah, it's, I was yeah. thinking about that too. I was and gonna I mean, say historically how many, outside how many albums Michael do they Jackson have now? Be... Only four. Only four. Well so they've got they've like, it's not like nine hundred more to, years. to get on their Fiona Apple <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It could happen. Sure. Uh, they only took, got three took, more spread out over nine hundred years. They took fifty years between <laughs> albums. Yeah. Well, if we count if we count McBusted, that's five. So if we count McBusted, we'll we'll count that as their their yeah, as as a uh, five albums overall. McBusted so. sounds like something from RoboCop. Like, <laughs> it's like a fucking it's like a GTA like franchise name. Like <laughs> that would be a great GTA yeah. mod. Yeah, <laughs> McBusted. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, let's see what else uh, Inquisitor had to say about the song. Oh God! Did I accidentally leave the Patreon? I don't know page. I did. I think. But uh, I we. I don't know if we're all in agreement. But I think this song is a banger. Oh, it's yeah, a absolutely. Banger. It's yeah, a, I think this, it's one hundred percent on board. It's a huge banger. 
Yeah. Yeah, this one's absolutely a banger. This song bangs. Uh, oh, no. Let's see. So continuing. Um, uh, I believe it also ended up a moderate hit in the USA, again, via a Jonas Brothers cover. Uh, the lyrics in this cover were again changed, cutting out references to triple-breasted women and bizarrely diminishing the band's achievement of having outsold Michael Jackson to the outselling Kelly Clarkson. Better lyrics. Uh, that, was some, that was some pretty Way, good foresight on their end. Huge yeah. foresight, and it yeah. wins out. Kelly Clark- <laughs> Who doesn't love Kelly Clarkson? Hell yeah. yeah. I'm ringing my bell on that one. Well, now here I'm yeah. thinking, what do the Jonas Brothers know that we don't? <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take on that thread. Uh, I mean, I think they had, uh, I mean, foresight just by being realistic about their expectations. People, like, oh, it's the Michael, Jonas Brothers Michael. went to the year 3000 and they were able to see this because they used the flux capacitor and then they probably used the almanac from the year 3000 to know of that they needed to change the lyrics to Kelly Clarkson. Exactly. I don't know what that means. Exactly. Is that a reference to something? Nah. Yeah, I, nah, nah. I mean, yeah, you'll you'll fig- you'll find out when you're older, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, a, a tour de force. This remains busted, most enduring hit in the UK. And we continue. By the end of 2003, Busted's debut had gone triple platinum in the UK, and hype for a follow up was feverish. The album, A Prison for Everyone, duly dropped just in time for Christmas, and did not disappoint. Featuring no huge changes in approach beyond more live drums, it yielded four more top three singles, including three number ones, ranging from the angsty 3AM and the Indie Heads podcast showcase Air Hostess yeah. to the lead single Crash the Wedding. For my money, their hookiest song, it also made waves with a messy music video with the band members playing every character via some pretty impressive compositive editing for the time. You may have got by now the busted formula of treating every track like a new episode of a fictional TV show with an ear-catching premise and hijinks. Other songs the album include ones about identity theft and being bad in bed. For those who care to listen further, I don't. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> okay, yeah, I gotta see this video. Yeah. Wait, hang on. All right, let's make a prediction. Is this video going to be available in the USA? Oh, great question. I, I, I guess not. Yeah. No. Yeah. The no queen. Again, why would they not make this available the in the US? Toe to tip. It's yeah. The bloody queen is the reason. The bloody we, queen. Yeah. She had to colonize what? all these fucking busted videos. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Come on, oh, the only people an... who are going to be listening to this are people from the UK, and you're just insulting them to just their face. Just one of the many <laughs> fucking jewels in her crown, the busted okay, music well, video. Well, thankfully, I did find another version of the music video, and it does it goes up to 480p, so we're, we're making some improvements That's like 480 yeah, it, it was a few years later. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. no. Oh, oh, God. They are... <laughs> we have... Uh, one of the busted boys impersonating Michael Jackson, the other one... Boy George. Uh, Boy George. Like... And the on the who is that on the left? That's a good it's like that's, uh, that's Adam Ant. Oh yeah, oh, okay. this is homophobic. Oh, British. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wait, oh it's not. Wait. Oh, oh it's oh, not. Oh, it really. is the Busted Boys because yeah, they mentioned the composite editing. Oh right, right, right. They right, play right. all the Busted characters. Busted Boys are dressed up. Yeah. Uh, this actually is genuinely impressive. Yeah, they're kidnapping all of the. Uh, he looks like Jerry Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, again, uh, well, not really friend. Again, uh, patron of the drawing room. Patron of the drawing room, yeah, our friend. Jerry. Oh, wow. He's got, like, the full Mark Hoppus haircut here. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. I, and to that end, uh, so this is, like, going back to our theme, just shitty first date by Blink-182. Oh, my God. You said say, it yeah, right this, when this they is... hit the first date hits. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Da, this is an impressively go. shot music video. It really is. Yeah, the composite editing is really good here. It's pretty, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, especially for like two thousand whatever. It's very, it's very seamless. Nuts. 
that was like kind of a thing in the mid 2000s. I feel like of like music videos where the band does like drag and shit. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers did it. And oh yeah, a bunch of bands. Wonder, did I it. mean, speaking of boy bands, I mean One Direction also did it. Yeah, dressed in drag for music videos. This is also kind of coming off the tails like... of the era of like the the kind of high concept one take thing. This is like the Michelle yeah. Gondry influence at its peak. Yeah, oh, totally, totally, <laughs> absolutely, totally. This guy looks like His Robert are... Pattinson. How can someone's teeth be teeth be so white and still so bad looking? <laughs> That's England, baby. For you. Yeah. yeah. Is he on Heelys? Did this man just Heely the table? <laughs> That's so sick. I'm riding the wheels in my heels. How insulted oh. do you think they felt when this song wasn't included in Wedding Crashers? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was too. It was too. It was. It was too. It was again. This. This is not a song for the adults. This is a song for the sick teenagers. You know. Sick and twisted. Of course, we have uh, one of the band members in drag as the bride of the wedding. Kind of impressed at how unproblematic the drag jokes are for the most no. part. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's 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 I, I th- essentially just doing it like uh, fucking uh, kids in the hall, you know, where it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, hey, they did kidnap a bunch of sexually ambiguous uh, caricatures at the beginning, though. There's that some... was the yeah, that one's pretty. Oh, uh, we have a nurse spanking. One of the now member- it's getting a little That's too definitely British. like now a British okay, culture now, reference getting, that none yeah, of us getting, get. It's getting too British for me. I gotta bounce out. <laughs> oh, and then we got George yeah, we Michael go. again. Nope, Is that- trying to fight. Wow. It's Rod there Mayo from Starks. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so, Crash the Wedding. Uh, we talked about the song itself. It's... um. It's certainly a song. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a pop punk, uh, pop punk single. Definitely a pop punk song. It's, yeah, definitely a pop punk song that exists. It was a very good music video. I'll give them that. Sure, yeah, great fun music, music video. video. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, first date did it better. I think. I think one of the issues I would say with these busted songs, like even Year Three Thousand, is that they just again they just don't really have like the 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 big oomph production that they need that like Green Day had and Blink yeah. Two had and Sum Forty One had. Well, it's just very like, funny because like their Wikipedia like article literally describes their like they say that their three biggest influences are Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, and BB Mac. And it's like, oh, yeah, yup, that's exactly what it is. And it's because they've got like these, like, you know, like multiple lead singer, like boy band vocals. But yeah. like it in each subsequent Busted song, I keep think I kept thinking to myself, wow, each of these guys sounds worse than the last. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like gravel voice is like a pretty like that. That's just that's being really that's being really kind. You to that can guy. hear how like they're the model for like One Direction. But like, oh, yeah. I I don't know. It's definitely just like too mid for me to like really think is like you know for there enough to like for me to like take back from that you know. Yeah, yeah. like the songs, like the songs, like this song and Year Three Thousand, like they are fundamentally like decent songs, but the production it just isn't doing them any favors. Like that's yeah. why the Jonas Brothers versions of the first we talked about are so much better because they actually have like production that feel that feels the right kind of big and like all right here's like this big clean mix and these just like the mix i mean this i could be wrong here the mixes just sound very dry like they just don't feel like they just don't have the kick and the oomph that that these that 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 these pop like this this, like style of pop punk absolutely needs like either you go really super dirty and lo-fi or you go clean as you possibly can and like really right they tried to do it somewhere in the middle of those two Totally. Yeah. Exactly. What I and think it is, like, yeah. 
Oh, the, you the go. songs are like compressed in a way that makes it sound like they're being played off one of those little like tiger yeah, cartridges or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like very much yeah. that energy. It is weirdly anemic. Like I was trying to place it. It's like there's just no grit to these and I don't understand yeah. why. And I think it might just be a sensibility thing. I was thinking about like the infamous Cal 50 Croatian Amor rate your music review where he says, I don't have enough free healthcare to understand this music. And it's like, yeah. this music has too much universal right. healthcare. Like this is like if Blink-182 was made of like Playmobil, man. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. totally. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> like, grow. well, yeah, I mean, because really the only, that's funny that you say that because literally like the only like kind of like antecedent of this that I can think of is just like a very specific kind of like pop punk from like the early 2000s which is like you know power pop adjacent like top 40 mall core like bleach mm-hmm. tip grown in a lab industry plant bands you know like sr71 american hi-fi yeah. like that type of shit and it's totally. like Absolutely. this is definitely kind of a strain of that like the you know across the pond like arrow shot but like i don't know uh it- it yeah. also reminds me of like, okay, you do not under any circumstances got to hand it to Finn McCanty, but I do have to invoke <laughs> a very good punk rock MBA segment where he talks about um, <laughs> like European pop punk bands failing to pass as American pop punk bands. Yeah. So like in their music videos, they have the classic like hardcore kid house party and everything looks completely legit until like the guys start kissing each other on the cheek and they're all like drinking champagne out of flutes. And they just like, completely <laughs> up themselves as Belgian or whatever. This has a very similar thing going on where it's like you were like 80% of the way yeah, to right. convincingly passing yourself off as American, but just like yeah. your own Britishness keeps getting in the way of itself. Oh, for sure. I just mm-hmm. prefer that pure strain American dirtbag fucking, <laughs> you know, culture. Yeah. Well, for, for what 100%. I think another thing of it is, what I've picked up on is a lot of it is, because this is like 2003, 2005. This yeah. is after like the big boom of like what blink 182 set off and all like the like big major label songwriters they figured out like the formula of these songs but not exactly like the x factor of what Mm -hmm. makes them like so catchy and it does they are catchy but it it lacks that that oomph and it has like it has all like the polish and all like all the extraneous stuff that like a pop punk song of this ilk would have but it yeah it's it feels like it's just missing something yeah yeah it's funny because it's like just listening to all the songs there's this i i kept getting this weird like sense where it's like you're hearing like the Ouroboros of like billy joe armstrong in like the british accent that he puts on or whatever mm-hmm. and right. then that mm-hmm. like them taking that influence in but then actually being british but so they're doing like billy joe armstrong impressions or like you know, like Tom DeLonge impressions, but they're British. So it just ends up sounding like fucking, I don't know, just this miasma. Like (laughs) they're not going, they're not going a layer deep enough to what those bands influences are, what their songwriting, not necessarily the sound, but the songwriting influences are. Right. So they're just kind of getting like a surface level thing of it. Yeah. And it kind of, they all just kind of sound like pastiches of those bands. That's a great point that, Yeah. yeah, like, it's they like listened to Dookie, but they the did copy. listen to what Green Day was listening to when they made Dookie. Right. Yeah, like, but like they're be, lacking the cultural yeah. origin point. To be yeah, fair, if you go back to far be enough, fair, it's, it's just the Beatles. They could they could have just <laughs> no, been yeah, listening to the Beatles, but they're like, it can't be that simple. We have yeah. to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no Beatles, no replacements, and no Husker Du. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're missing that sauce. Like they they 
they've never heard of 80s college rock in their entire lives. <laughs> That's no. really funny that they could have just been like listening to the Beatles and they're like, no, it can't be that simple. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. secret sauce, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although I will say for for the, the actual lyrical content, um, they've toned down the creepiness. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, it's just a song about like, hey, you know, dating a girl and then, you know, her parents don't like me and, you know, they try to force her to be married to somebody, you know, forced to go marry somebody else and they crash the wedding. It's like somewhere between uh, like The Graduate and uh, the one hit wonder Rude by Magic. Uh, you know, so, yeah. If you like uh, these more tame lyrics, you you're not a true pop punk fan. You're not. You don't. If you don't. If you don't love all the terrible things about uh, Dude Ranch by Blink One Eighty Two, oh, don't yeah. talk to me. <laughs> look, look. I still stand up for Pinkerton, so I think I can. You know, I, I feel like that's, I can, that's, I can, that's I can, different. That's, that's a different. That's, that's a different thing. That entirely. is different. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this song. Uh, but yeah, Barry's let's let's let's. I'm getting out of pocket. <laughs> I'm getting out of pocket. It's a bonus episode. There's no goddamn rules nah, here. I'm just kidding. Uh, but let's let's continue on. Uh, let me see. Uh, God damn it! I keep accidentally closing out of the tab because, of course, I open the music videos and they're not available, and I have to search for the music videos because we provided British links. Okay, send me American links. This is an American podcast, mostly. <laughs> American American links. Uh, it's a North American podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so let's continue. Uh, but alas, all was not well in Camp Busted. Charlie Simpson, <laughs> he of the low voice. <laughs> Camp Busted. <laughs> he of the low voice was feeling unfulfilled musically and uncomfortable with how Busted was marketed to kids by the label and treated by his musical peers. Of a more rock-oriented disposition, he felt shunned at award ceremonies and read interviews in magazines like Kerrang, where his favorite artists made fun of Busted and didn't appreciate that they wrote the didn't appreciate that they wrote the songs and played their own instruments. Starting his own side project, Fightstar, his passions grew to the point where he quit the band in January 2005. Busted duly split. Busted duly split. That just is that's just a funny little phrase to me. Uh, not long after completing a record, sold out eleven night stint at Wembley Arena. Holy fucking shit! Yeah. Oh yeah, eleven they were nights at Wembley big. Arena. Yeah. Damn, holy shit! I mean, I knew they're yeah, I could tell they were picked. Man, they were you do eleven Oasis nights game. at Wembley at three after night three, everyone in England's already been there. <laughs> they were like the they were like, yeah, they were like the BTS of England. God damn. Uh, much of my teenage years were spent coming to terms with this. Charlie was also first out of the gate with new music with fight stars, debut single paint your target dropping in June, 2005 opening with a scream to scare away the normies. It sells to a fairly decent alt rock song with mass mathy post hardcore influences to impress folks like Biffy Clyro, who Charlie was frequently pictured sporting band of a new era begins. So let's listen to this fight star song called paint your target. Yeah. So, I will say so after, here we get know, crappy after, British taking back Sunday. This is boxcar yes. racer. It's literally boxcar racer. It is. It literally <laughs> is Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two to boxcar racer. Like, the pop punk to post hardcore pipeline I was like, is real. You copied the entire formula. <laughs> copied my whole fucking flow. It's like this bar is like bar. this is like word for word. It's like they did like a rehearsal of Boxcar exactly. Racer. And not to spoil the next one, the next one is like the plus forty-four. I was gonna yes. say the same thing. <laughs> they, they, they literally, their entire career is a rehearsal of Blink 182's career. Like they did the exact same shit that Blink did. <laughs> Yeah, right down yeah, to the I mean, the, the way Holy you can shit. really like it is impressive how you can like at, at least up until a certain point like put their arcs like side by side and like 
how it just like almost completely parallels. Although with Busted, it's like sped up in a way because of course they start in like 2002 and then break up by 05. Whereas Blink was like, all right, you just sped up the timeline essentially. Busted in is some like, ways. Busted is like, uh, <laughs> Blink is like the UK office and Busted is like the US version of the <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, this one's that bad. I, I, I don't think this one's that bad. I think this one's pretty, it's, it's all right. I, I think it's more interesting by virtue of being a genre I like, but I don't know if it this has is, like yeah. a whole ton going for it. This it's is a, it's, yeah. It's perfectly cromulent emo music, which is like <laughs> literally what it's designed to be. Just like Busted mm -hmm. is perfectly cromulent pop punk music. It's just very, it, it very similar to all of like the like the Bud Rock Station like like radio friendly post hardcore stuff you would hear. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. fuck, this is like red jumpsuit apparatus Sounds type like, shit. Yeah, like you know. Thrice. <laughs> yeah. It, it, very, it very much sounds like a guy. It very much sounds like a very insecure guy wanting to approve himself to like being like, "Hey, I, I, I'm more yeah. than just this, you know, silly pop punk guy. Yeah. Like, I can, I can, I can have emotions. I can do. I can take. Real songs, I can take you know? the same songs, but make the drums halftime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta have some emotional breakdowns with growly vocals. Exactly. To show Eleven that I'm nights at Wembley. Yeah. Eleven nights when Green Day went that to Milton Keynes. Like when Green Day that, went to Milton Keynes for Bullet, no, Bullet in a Bible, they played for two nights. Yeah, that two was Green Day. That was Green Day. They did two nights. Eleven. Yeah. I think the That's thing is that, that the UK is That's so small crazy. because you see British bands doing these like crazy long residencies, but then you look at the full tour and it's like, oh, they played in like rather than going from city to city because there's no point in England, they will just play in like the three central cities of each area for like 10 nights each okay. which is ridiculous because when you when you go on tour in america if you're going to another state it's like going to another country in europe oh yeah yeah no, that would be like so if i was in new easy. york and i played a show in like new york city and it's like oh then we're playing a show in i don't know that's uh, why british people fucking suck Poughkeepsie. they have it so fucking easy like they don't even they're <laughs> fucking babies like oh come british on we, we, no they're the only ones listening we <laughs> <laughs> can't make them too mad okay we gotta we gotta we gotta again i i, I want to see these like what these set lists look i'm like. sorry i'm sorry to our british listen and <laughs> listeners from the uk I apologize for your national tragedy. <laughs> I have no like idea. Six nights at Wembley the year before. That's wild. Yeah. I hope you enjoy your beans. On your toast. I have no idea the distance between Stoke-on-Trent and Liverpool, but I can only imagine it's 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to, to the plus 44 era of, of Busted. Uh, so once again, from Inquisitive, uh, the next member to rebound from Busted was James Bourne. He had been the main songwriter during the original car incarnation of Busted and appeared keen to stick as close to the established formula as possible. If anything, leaning further into the self-classified loser in American high school image of mainstream pop punk. Hence his band, Son of Dork, complete with a co-lead singer who almost sounds exactly like James, came out with an album called Welcome to Loserville, fronted by lead single Ticket Out of Loserville. It's a pretty good tune, in my opinion. Snappy and almost a platonic ideal pop punk. It's at least a cut above Machine Gun Kelly. And narrative, which can read as iffy, is saved by a few witty lines and a clear understanding that a relationship based on such on such a flimsy primsis as increased social status is doomed to fail. So let's hear uh, Ticket Out of Loserville real quick. 
Ticket out of loser. Welcome to Loserville by Son of Dork is a little on the nose. If, <laughs> yeah. Look at these fucking guys. Oh, I, I love their hair. Yeah. This song, like just that riff, is just. <laughs> it just sounds like Blink 182. It yeah. Does. Yeah. It just. I it, mean, it, it sounds, it sounds it, like it's a, fucking plus one, plus forty four. <laughs> like, oh. It is. This is plus forty four. Every additional detail makes it more like plus forty four. It is wild, like how to the number they replicated all of the Blink art. This sounds exactly. like fucking Skiba era Blink. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, again, they mentioned they get a, a, a new guy that sounds just like you know the old guy. Yeah, this that's, is like that's Skiba. This is like John Fetterman era Blink, where he was just like you know writing and producing all the songs. Uh, yeah, this like uncanny Blink, you know. Yeah, this is really really leaning into the Blinkness. Blink mm-hmm. with Rome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it, I mean, it just sounds like, a, like a, almost like in some ways a carbon copy of like Damn It in, in some ways. Yeah. They love the fucking vocal filters. Yeah. Uh, this one, it's just, it's your, it's standard fare. Although I will say the production sounds better than the busted songs. Like it sounds like they've learned more okay yeah. like actually put some oomph, oomph into the the songs themselves yeah, yeah this one's decently just rip- produced which is why i think it's a charisma issue is why it doesn't work yeah because this is ripping off more like it's ripping off american idiot production really yeah yeah pretty much i i oh. just can't get behind like pop punk that's like oh i'm such a loser Yo. i'm a dork i'm a i'm a dweeb yeah I'm like this is them really trying. Uh, I hate to say, it, Chris. I feel like you're calling the pot. It, 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 I don't you're, you're know. I don't use those. Here. I don't use those words. I I'm just saying that if we want to call this the plus forty four equivalent, plus forty four is them using the United Kingdom area code. And if them calling the, them calling themselves son of dork feels like something like how do we make ourselves sound so American? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what Inclusive was thinking at, where it's just like really, like really, really trying to basically. This, this definitely sounds like a band really, really trying to cross over into the U.S. Maybe this is, they like, picked a name yeah. by throwing darts at the back of No Effects yeah. albums. <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, or Lagwagon. Yeah, like <laughs> this is like yeah, like th- that's definitely like the butterfly effect, right? Of like the across the pond, like germ seed, like influence being traded between Blink and, and this band. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the weird cultural exchange going on there. Very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, uh, it, not much else to say. Uh, let's con- see what uh, continue with Inquisitive has to say. Uh, the album's airtight, airtight, which uh, doubt, but you know, hey, <laughs> you, li- you live your truth, Inquisitive. <laughs> the albums are tried. Uh, what might be the best song features the Weeda singer co-writing and singing in a feminine voice. A la teenage dirtbag. I was gonna say in, in, it's a very teenage dirtbag. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, it's not. Teenage dirtbag is a good song. I'll stand by that. <laughs> I'll stand by it. No, 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 no. Teenage dirtbag is a good song, but I mean, content-wise, it's literally teenage dirtbag. It's. I uh, will. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. One, I listened to when I was younger, so I have more an attachment to. It. <laughs> yeah. That's a, well, but okay. Here's the thing. Teenage dirtbag bangs. Yeah. Busted does not bang. Mm-hmm. Except for year three thousand, where they bang. Yeah. 
Uh, but continuing uh, with uh, the album's airtight with catchy moments, but sales are only marginally better than Fight Stars and the major label who had high hopes on a quick buck cut their losses after promoting just two singles. Rough. And then finally, final busted member Matt Willis, always the least musically inclined, released a nondescript <laughs> wannabe Robbie Williams solo album in 2006. What a, what a way to describe that guy. <laughs> the guy who sucks at music the most. <laughs> Uh, none of whose songs have made the cut here. He went on to win a series of reality TV show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and for a few years battle addictions Wait, to drugs hold and on, alcohol. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you finish, I not including the worst at their instrument thing, this is just like, <laughs> this This person is the equivalent to the Travis Barker of the crew. <laughs> God fucking uh, damn, going on reality TV shows. What? But Travis is the most musically inclined. That's what I'm saying. Not including that part. Well, that's that's the exception here. It's like the mirror of each other, right? They're like kind of like mirrors. Yeah, like the refraction blink. Wow. It's like literally like, you know, when you're in Legend of Zelda, when you're facing Dark Link, that's like busted Mm -hmm. to Blink-182. This (laughs) is their equivalent of of starting Meet the Barkers. Yeah. Whatever that show was. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, James Bourne joined forces with him in 2007, which I need to double. J- is he a, is James Bourne a member of the band? Is that a guy? Do I get? Am I already no. forgetting their names? Oh wait, actually, uh, let me see. James James Bourne. Yeah, that was uh, the son of Dork Person. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay I see. Uh, James Bourne joined forces with him in 2007 to successfully but expensively defend themselves in court against royalty claims by early busted members. The the Arduro was especially draining for James, whose long-term girlfriend had broken up with him the day after busted split, and who was feeling directionless after the failure of Son of Dork. (laughs) 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 This is okay. This this next line is a true Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Christina was at her lowest. Uh at his lowest fat, nasty and broke, put together a low-key electropop record under the name Future Boy and came on this bitch depressed as hell. One of the best examples is Get Up, a song which is explicitly sad, but has somehow ended up on my gym playlist. Hey, that uh, happened to, didn't that happen to uh the Sum 41 guy too? Uh <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely went through a little, little phase what, there. Fat, after, nasty like, I mean, and broke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think after like Alvaro Ravine broke up with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he had a whole genuinely horrendous uh bout with alcoholism. I'm sure you would yeah. know all about this. It was probably everywhere in Canada. I do. Me me and my good friend uh Dave Brownsound uh of Cameo Hell yeah. and some forty one <laughs> know all about this personally. Yes. Uh Failure of Son of Dork sounds like the best <laughs> B movie sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Failure of Son of Dork. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like one of those like meta movies like uh the, like the one that bruce campbell was in or whatever yeah it's like the fucking like if you had like a turkish like like uh <laughs> translation of like the godfather 2 <laughs> like ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh let's let's continue with uh get up by future boy and of course this album was uh, pretty routinely forgotten because Future Boy only has 167 monthly listeners. Oh boy. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I assume Inquisitive is one of those 167 that are still that are still remaining. That's a quarter uh, as much as the most obscure thing I've ever brought onto this podcast. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, this one this one's this one stinks. Yeah, this, <laughs> this one's real bad. This one stinks. Oh, I, I I was surprised by how much I didn't hate this. 
So is this the equivalent of Angels and Airwaves or Simple yes, Creatures? Yes, one hundred percent. Definitely Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, definitely Angels like and Airwaves. Prefab Sprout, though. I thought. I mean, the vocals suck. It's like I, I didn't know City, if it was but... more Simple Creatures. That was Mark Hoppus and the guy from uh, yeah. All Time Low, where they did synth pop music. In in any case, the answer is yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's it's kind of trying to cash in on like that sort of Owl City kind of mm -hmm. like metro uh, station mm -hmm. yeah like mm -hmm. this very like kind of um homespun uh like synth pop yeah this is but the direction like, like every... a rocket to the yeah. moon or something yeah exactly this is also this is the direction dry. every pop punk person went in like the late two in the turn of like the 2010s yeah, yeah. many such cases of someone's been listening to the postal service <laughs> 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 uh but yeah i mean Fat, nasty, broke, <laughs> depressed. Listening to the postal sounds service. Like it. Yeah, yeah. only Ben Gibbard understands me. Yeah. I mean, even the name "Get Up," like that. Just, oh my god, I mean, you're right. <laughs> it's like the postal. <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah. come on, like come on. You can't. It's like it's just it's too fucking obvious. Like, like get 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 get, get, get the fuck out of here. Get get up. Come on. Get get out of here. Uh, yeah. So the, it's it's boring. Uh. I don't think it's but bad. Again, go, if I'm being it, honest, it, it's just it's, it's serviceable. It's it, it, it's clearly like an R is going. It's someone going through it, and you yeah. know, like, but but it's as the opposite. It's the opposite direction of the other guy make going into post hardcore of like exactly. trying to be right, serious. Right. Exactly. Uh, but let's continue. Let's continue. So uh, there were a few quiet years for our erstwhile band members, and thoughts turned to a band who came up in Busted's wake, but ended up with more longevity. McFly, tied together by more than a tied together by more than shared back to the future references mcfly had supported busted on their biggest uk tour and their respective band members had writing credits on each other's albums mcfly acting from 2004 to today had gone a much more beatles-ish direction with some surf pop influences but a big share fan base with busted and after james Bourne's impromptu acoustic sets went down very well on mcfly's 2013 tour james and matt joined mcfly formally to become the supergroup mcbusted and uh, so the group had paid Charlie Simpson and reported uh, 600,000 pounds for a share of the busted naming rights, which, hey, shouts out to Charlie. Get, get a yeah. bag, King. Yeah, uh, man, good, that's good for what, you. That's like 1.2 million US. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a so lot. good for good for Charlie. If he's like, I don't want to do this. Uh, yeah. You just pay me this money. You can use the name, whatever. Yeah. Like, so the uh, analog, an album. Yeah. Like the analog here is like the relationship between SR 71 and Bowling for Soup. Like. Yeah, you know, 1985 is, a, is an SR71 song, but Bowling for Soup made it a hit, and like they all wrote for each other. And so this is kind of like if SR71 and Bowling for Soup had a supergroup called Bowling for SR71. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's if there's a more like Blink like comparison. I mean, this is this is just like Matt Skiba. Yeah, I mean, not Skiba necessarily, yeah. but that's the closest no. analog that but, they have. I mean, mm -hmm. also it's like like it Blink with Skiba being like manned by John Fetterman, you know, like another pop punk veteran. You, like, yeah, it's not John Fetterman. That's well, the guy from, that's name. the guy from Pennsylvania. That's right. <laughs> Holy shit. I keep fucking saying that. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say like John Fetterman, like I don't I, like that. No, I don't it's recognize John Feld, that name. It's John Feldman. John Fel Feldman. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't say any, I didn't say anything the first time, but <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Freudian slip. Holy shit. Oh I'm my a God. dumbass. 
Uh, an album of original music, <laughs> uh, an album of original music soon followed with sold out UK tours either side, providing a huge wave of nostalgia. Wade's single "Air Guitar" kicks off with what sounds like a bastardization of the "Duel of the Fates" string line from Phantom Menace, played on guitar, and by the chorus, sounds as anthemic and either band has ever been. The self-titled album "McBusted" ended up being their only release, featuring additional writing credits from Mark Hoppus, Alex Ga- Gascarth, oh, the all-time low guy. Ah, okay. And Rivers Cuomo. It's fun if highly disposable. So let's listen to uh, Air Guitar real quick. I appreciate- so kind of credit to them for getting like their in- like just paying their influences to write for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Rivers is for hire. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that they took great pains to mention Duel of the Fates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, I yeah, did I'm, not notice at all. I'm curious. Yeah, what the writing credits in this album are like. Who who wrote this one? Let's see, air guitar. Okay, it's, it's just all the guys. It's there's no uh, no one again. Is everyone who's who's in the band? So no. Yeah, Mark Hoppus is on "Hate Your Guts." Uh, who? Where's Quam? Where's Rivers at? Last He's on song. "Getting It Out." Last song, "Getting It Out" Ma- by McBusted. <laughs> Maddie, when you do karaoke at the drawing room, do they do they tell you you're only okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, because you never should have sang Beyonce. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would never do Beyonce karaoke. No. I know that's not my range. Uh, again, I, again, there's a reason why I do karaoke every week. I get a good response. People like it. I just, I pick, I pick the right songs, and you know, hey, people, people dig it. People like it. I suck at singing. Uh, I'm horrible at it, but yeah. that's that, do, that doesn't matter. It's all about the energy, and this I feel like, like I bring good energy. This sounds like "Gives You Hell" by the All American Region. One hundred percent. Oh yes, there it is. Oh I was my god, you're so it. right. I, yeah, I just really like cringe and like hate songs by like pop punk bands that are like, "This is what being in this band is like." And <laughs> a bunch of upcoming songs on this playlist are also like that, and I just can't yeah. handle it. Like it's it's very you know back to the shack, like. I hate yeah, it. maybe I, I should that. play the lead guitar and Pat should play the drums. I know. Yeah, all I about hate it. that lyrical conceit of like, let me clue you into the backstage yeah. politics of this. Yeah, band. I blame I blame Dan Harmon for all the <laughs> for all that <laughs> meta humor. of pop punk lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's too well, self aware. Well, you need you need a certain level of intelligence to appreciate the busting. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, I, I assume the sound cover is like a parody of, of Band on the Run, I, I have to assume. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a little British reference. Let's just confirm. I mean, this confirm. is right after the fucking British Olympics, right? Like, you know, they were it's fucking somewhere. high on the hog, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see. I, I feel like we should, like... Was that a cover of In a Club by 50 Cent that I saw on there? No, uh, let's, oh, let's find no. out. When I saw Newfound Glory open for Green Day on the American Idiot Tour, they covered Into Club. Oh, oh no. no. Let's see. I mean, when I when I went to the, it just says the writers are, writers are Mick busted. So oh, so probably not. It's probably just the same name. Yeah, no, they would have to be credited. This is sounding more just like a sketch. This sounds like the beginning of Hacker by Death Grubs. Oh, there we go. like some like queen vocal yeah, harmonies yeah, so weird. Say, very, yeah. <laughs> pop punk bohemian rhapsody aka yeah. nobody's in key yeah. <laughs> yeah. i i might as well have preferred a very ill-advised cover of 57 <laughs> 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 really would have those harmonies were tough yeah this is just, just like a social anxiety banger it seems like, the it's, sound like of it, when, which... it's like when mcr tried to do the queen harmonies <laughs> it's like oh, right. 
Don't hey, hey, that. hey, 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 careful what you say. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, saw, I just saw MCR live the other day. I couldn't hear a thing, but I know that they're great. They are great. They're incredible. <laughs> the sound yeah. at the arena was unfortunately. I terrible. say that out of love. Rest, rest they, in peace. Wait, oh, yeah, Chris, you're in Long Island. You know who you know who's going to be in Long Island very, very soon? Uh, All Elite Wrestling with their oh. uh, a Grand Slam event. Oh, I don't care uh, about that. It's also hit. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because Gavin's going to make fun of me. You should say, say what? it. I'm going to say that it's it's on Long Island, not in on. Long Island. On, okay. <laughs> not not my on, bad. like I just on. said, not with my accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, again, like it's just it's just like you know, me and Luke we're, we're fellow you know LA heathens when we describe our places that are that are real, but no one believes us. Of course, stuff like the Rock and Roll Ralphs, yeah, Drawing Room, Jumbo's Clown Room, yeah, like like um, like uh, Bozo's Clown Shack or whatever it was. <laughs> Zankow Chicken, Zankow Chicken is a big one. Zankow oh, Chicken, yeah. mm-hmm. the Hollywood uh, sign. That's not real. That's just in movies. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it is Elvis sat on it. Yeah, Elvis yeah, sat. Yeah, we just talked about it. It's, it's just in movies. They made that I have, up for I the have movie. A view, I have a view of it right now from my fucking apartment. Yeah, I, can, I, can I, thought, I thought your apartment view was obscured by the Rock and Roll Ralphs. Well, I, I can see the hills. I see. I mean, I'll literally, I'll take a fucking photo for you right now of me of the Hollywood sign. I got to zoom in really. Oh, you can. So yeah. you can only name nouns when it's like things that are like L.A. landmarks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay, okay. We're not. We're, we are. We are not reinvoking Matt Libs. Okay. We are not. We're not bringing that we're back. We're doing okay? now. We're doing our the super group called Mick Libs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and the album's gonna be called like yeah, like oh, two, God. two blocks from the New Beverly. Oh God. Yeah, the New Beverly Cinema. Uh, I thought that was. Of, like, I thought f- that was a song on the new Motroper record. That's oh yeah. No, he's gonna, he might have already referenced the New Beverly Cinema in one of his songs. He always makes like, those like, weird LA references. He fucking mentions Wilshire a lot. Fuck off. Uh, well then, let's let's move on. Let's move on to to our our next song and uh, continuing with uh, our our journey here. Uh, so. Da, 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 back in the land of sensibly credible music, Charlie Simpson had by 2015 compiled a back catalog of four fight star albums two solo records of Ernest Folk and perform the coldest ever gig in Siberia, according to the Guinness book of world records. Hey, that's, what an achievement. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the, the actual coldest ever gig was um, the final smash mouth gig where, <laughs> where they left the audience cold and in the dust by uh, drunken drug escapades that pretty much broke up the band. And, uh, Anyways, uh, continuing. Uh, that's a bad joke. We're gonna just we're gonna move on. We'll pretend and say it. We're it. Continue with the facts. Editor, cut that out. I'm not gonna add this out. I got. <laughs> I look, think, I, been... I feel. I feel like I, again. I feel like I w- with our listeners. I gotta show all of my sides, my good sides, my bad sides, my in between. You know, they gotta exactly. see the real me. Your ignorant you sides. I, you... I, I can give you an all the the coldest ever gig claim feels very similar to Deftones playing at the bottom of an Icelandic volcano before Bjork right ah. you're just like that that's not quite right or yeah. to me it screams you know pitbull plays a walmart in, in alaska in alaska <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh but let's continue 
Uh, sufficiently established as a serious artist, a key step in the Boston narrative was Gunship, a respected synthwave group started by two of the other members of Fightstar. Charlie contributed to some of the writing of their debut album and provided guest vocals to the brooding song Technoir. This tune also <laughs> features a spoken word passage by John Carpenter in a creepy claymation video, amongst other retro goodies, and is the only song on this list with a on this list with a rate your music rating above four. Oh, so incredible. So this so, is, so, this so. is very definitely the Travis Barker and DJ AM. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> installment. This is like if they got really into, yeah, like, pretty solid. Full offense to rate your music. Full offense to rate your music. It definitely has over a four because John Carpenter is one of the only three directors that the people on that website recognize. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the fact that they got John Carpenter to do this. I mean, they probably just yeah. threw a bunch of money at him and he did it because that's how he always operates. Uh, yeah. Yes. But which, which we, again, we we love John Carpenter on the Indians podcast. We love this king, a, a money making king. I mean, he's doing the this bag. dance. Yeah, much like he's, he's doing the bag dance. Much like Kevin Nash. Very similar type of cool, collected, calm oh, dads who just I like never to thought make of money. that. Oh, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. John like, Carpenter is the Kevin Nash of directing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which, which is a sentence you're only going to hear on the Indie Heads podcast, everybody. Mm-hmm. Our uh, Time Blues, <laughs> reading on Merry Go Round Magazine. Yeah. For more takes uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, this this sucks. I'm so fucking sick of like, again, like I Someone's just this been listening to bullshit. Kavinsky. Yeah. <laughs> Like this fucking like synthwave bullshit, like total. Ca- it's a cash grab, okay? It's cash fine. I grab. Mean, I mean, they it, got it, John Carpenter on one of their tracks. Have you? Uh, no. But if I, uh, if if uh, someone gave me a bunch of money, I probably could get John Carpenter to be on No Crush Two, doing a spoken <laughs> word intro. Yeah, I so. mean, uh, John Carpenter would love cameos so much if the baseline mm-hmm. rate was ten thousand dollars. This is. A- <laughs> I mean, this song is exactly as good as a song called Tech Noir by Gunship featuring John Carpenter could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like 2015, say, right? Yeah, that's the weird thing. It does feel like very, like... Wait, hold up. The fucking name of the label is Horsey in the Hedge? That's toe-to-tip. That's a Brit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Horsey in the... Good Lord. Horsey Boy, in the what? Hedge is what the British yeah. just call Farmer in the Dell. Yeah, right. <laughs> or it's like in like yeah, in like Cockney Slam turn, it's like really sexual. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's just what they call like a grilled cheese over there. Yeah. <laughs> the Whereas over here I, I, we have horsey in the jeans. Oh, obviously. Yes. Oh. Hey, that's that's yeah. true. That's, that's so true. true. Uh, uh, this but, really works for me. I'm such a sucker really? for this bullshit. Yeah. I know it's bad, mm. but like this speaking of which we should get jackie on here for this song because i think she would agree that you know if you just go dark wave enough i will tolerate whatever you throw at me i listened i listened to this this. song in our office today with jackie and she was really into it so there we go (laughs) yeah you'd be right of course uh yeah no it's i mean synthwave is pretty evergreen i mean if you like filter out all of the fucking like nazis into it uh like it's pretty evergreen hmm Weird uh, subgenre that got, like, you know, beloved by Nazis online. Mm-hmm. By Nazis and Simpsons fans. Yeah, right. No, that's <laughs> very, yeah, very weird crossover, like a uh, Venn diagram there. I blame mm-hmm. Hotline Miami. I hate yeah, that so I do I actually know who to blame for that, and I don't want to talk about him on air. <laughs> mm. Someone's uh, well been then. listening to Calm Trues. Uh, Ooh. 
God. Well, well then let's 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 continue. Let's continue uh, with the journey. I feel like this this song actually does actually oh, yeah, set up this... our, our next song fairly, fairly well. I would say. Yeah, this uh, is insane. I'm excited to talk about this song. Yeah. Uh, so, in any case, the possibility of a busted reunion seemed more remote as the years went by. With Charlie especially stating over and over again that it was never going to happen, and opening up about creative tensions in the band. The members had even rejected a TV approach to build a series around bringing them back together. However, at this point, some old wounds had healed, and the success of McBusted demonstrated that the original Busted songs were held in beloved status by many, rather than a passing fad. Over a few uh, reconciliatory... I feel like I'm I, I'm so bad at pronouncing... Can someone say that word You're for me? You're pretty so I good. I think you were pretty spot on. Oh, wait, okay. where is it? Uh, reconciliatory? Uh, rec- oh, reconciliatory. Thank reconciliatory. you. I was Barbecues. And realization of a shared love of synth pop between James' Future Boy album and Charlie's work with Gunship, all members finally felt on the same musical page. The result was a formal busted reunion with logo change to a neon font evocative of Drive and a new <laughs> album, Night Driver. <laughs> Which this oh, next sentence, man. oh boy, uh, this is maybe pound for pound the best busted record, certainly the most accomplished, aside from the lead single On What You're On, which is on the playlist and posits a universe where Maroon 5 doesn't include Adam Levine or his feelings. I can't even, I can't hit the high notes, which I'm glad because I, I immediately clocked this song as a Maroon, as like yeah, the song. Yeah, it 100% sounds like Maroon 5. Yeah. I'm glad that Inquisitive has, has clocked that also. It's car uh, commercial rock. It sounds like Maroon 5. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so much uh, of our, like, milieu here. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to finish the sentence or Adam Levine or his feelings, I would recommend the title track in the Phil Collins-esque breakup song, New York, for further listening. So let's listen to On What You're On real quick. We mean real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, this is I don't want to listen to more than 30 seconds of this. If yeah. I can say one thing about this band is that they have no sense of subtlety. No. And that when they sh- no. when they pivot into like synth pop, they do like uh like the driver font, and they call it Night Driver. <laughs> <laughs> and also like I, I know you use subtext, and they're all cowards. Yeah, <laughs> this is like someone's been listening to Random Access Memories. I was about to say they lifted the exact <laughs> Random Access Memories vocal filter, but yeah, they got no, it three it's... years too late because they're in give England. me the microphone they got. Okay, I, I know I just I just kind of shared the song saying, saying it sounds like Maroon 5, but again, uh, as, yeah. as the person in the Indie Heads podcast uh, Discord who has 400 plus Maroon 5 Scrabbles, and it's kind of Stockholm myself into liking some of their songs, or at least some of the later songs, I, I like this. This is fine. At first, I was like, wow, this... Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Y'all hear those, that yeah, buzzing? I don't know what that I is. I don't know. But anyway, at first I was like, this sounds like Calvin Harris. And then I was like, this it really does. sounds like Maroon 5. And then I was like, actually, this sounds like Soul Decision. It's just Soul Decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much, I think a lot of like, because uh, they're not, I don't want to uh, question their credibility as a pop punk band. But like a lot of bands that use like that pop punk like uh, as like a dressing for their pop music, like pivots like that was what like the flavor of the week was in like 2002. 
it's and they're definitely this is exactly what jonas brothers did too this is what jonas brothers did (laughs) they pivoted to like the disco pop thing that was popular in the late but but, but, like three years before they did though that's true well that's because the jonas brothers are always riding their coattails yeah exactly it's different but it's like kind of almost what good charlotte did and also what like fallout boy did post reunion right like fallout Mm. boy is a real fucking you mean suck yeah like no i mean no i mean (laughs) suck I mean, this is like way more mid. This is like a Tame Impala song or something. It's just like peak mid music. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely like, you know, they're just trying to adapt to the times, really. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty blatant. Just putting yeah. standard pop tunes and just putting on whatever like the popular sheen of the time is. Yeah. Portugal, yeah. the manning it up or. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. It's definitely like it, it is such like a sellout move, which I feel weird. It feels weird to call busted. They're sell, not like, sellouts. Like busted, they sold, sold out, out the second they they made their exactly. first song. That's what I, that's what I was, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I was going to get to Chris. It's like, I was going to literally. Yeah, let me finish my point saying it's like, impossible for being like busted to sell out because they already worked so much. It's like Coldplay. Like, you know, they're too big to fail. Oh my god, yeah, because it sounds like the fucking it sounds like the monkey song. Oh, oh yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you know no. what? That was the same that was this was twenty sixteen, right? That was like around the yeah. same time that, that song oh, came yeah. out. Because it was everyone oh just following like the disco revival after random yeah. access memories came out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean it's Everything started sounding like fucking like wedding uh, ceremony music or wedding reception uh, reception music. You know, yes. like mm-hmm. wedding awful. bands were making a killing. They still oh, are. But like 2015, are, right. 2015. Oh, my God. When Get Lucky oh, came out in 2013. Yeah. Wedding bands were like they were Top like in six figures. Became, I mean, and we're still feeling the ramifications of it to this day. I mean, the, the ramifications. Like... <laughs> Random access <laughs> memories of vacation. The ra- wow. I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 Ram ramifications i'd rather get a, I'd ra- again I, I feel like ramification that just kind of feels i i feel like i'd rather i mean I, that just doesn't i i i obviously you know i feel like I'd rather just get just the bimbofication i feel like that's the more preferable to a ramification. Of culture yes yes i was i don't know what i was trying i was again i knew i was about to make a horrible joke and i was trying to stop myself but i just i was too far in had to say it once again, listeners, you're getting the real me on this podcast. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Uh, when I'm bad fucked jokes, up, that's the, the real jokes. me. When I'm fucked. Yeah, when I'm, I'm fucked I'm, up. I'm, 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 fu- I'm fucked up <laughs> off my giant water bottle here and some Domino's pizza. Hell yeah. Uh, so uh, let's move on. So uh, so I'm, again, I'm not going to read. There's nothing to comment talk just about other than like this song just sounds like every other song that was popular at the time. I know yeah. it's it, it's a it's just it's just trend chasing. It's it's a cash grab. They don't yeah. have they lean too hard into the like '80s like synth pop thing and didn't lean hard enough into monkeys with beats pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so true. There's not there's no there again. It, this song just does not have the swag of the Coldplay monkeys. Just no, not even right. close. Uh, but I'm gonna make a guess. I'm gonna make a guess. I'm not gonna read this next comment uh, from Inquisitive just yet. I'm going to assume that this album was kind of a flop and that fans didn't like it. And because of that, they realized, oh, shit, well, let's just, you know, go back to pop punk because that's what everyone wants to hear from us. Right. So that's my next. And that's my because best, best One next Direction is popular. Now we can yes. ride the coattails of One Direction. Yes. So uh, let's continue. Uh, finally, with Busted reestablished and all the band members happy and free to pursue solo work in the meantime, instead of being considered cash cows on a treadmill as they were the first time round, we come to their fourth and most recent album, Halfway There. 
Named as a nod to getting halfway to the seventh album promised on year 3000, the aim of this one was to be a throwback to their original pop-punk style. Hence the song Reunion, which you may imagine is about the band getting back together, but probably more fittingly, is about hitting on someone at a school reunion. Jesus. Well, I see what they did there. It's pulling uh, events out of a hat. It's that, so. That's, you know, one of the most classic episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So <laughs> This is true. It's one of the best. Uh, again, uh, my tools, my, my tools, again, all time, all time Dennis line read. But let's listen to <laughs> Reunion from Busted. Yeah. So this definitely seems like the a happy medium between what they were doing on like Night Driver, the more synth pop style, but still incorporating like the pop punk stuff. Mm-hmm. But you get, you get some synths thrown in there, you know, some some chintzy synths thrown in there, but still very much in the you know the the, the classic pop punk stylings. Mm-hmm. Also, this album cover of them all having their heads in a heads in a box. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know what I don't know what this the sound cover is supposed to be. I don't it's know. Like a Futurama can thing. I have? Can I just say personalities? Something? Yeah. Can I just say something about them and wanting to be American? Can you go back to the uh, playlist? Yes. They had a song called "Crash the Wedding" right. that came out too late to be on the soundtrack for "American Wedding," the third American Pie movie. Wow. Now they have the song yeah. "Reunion." That came out uh, too late to be on the, <laughs> on the soundtrack for the movie American, American Reunion. Reunion. Yeah. <laughs> Which just, famously yeah. have pop punk soundtracks. They're just waiting. And that's what they get right. for being across the pond. All the news just comes to them like three years too late. It <laughs> yeah. really is true. Well, it's why for like every single one of these songs, I've just wanted to talk about like Scotty Doesn't Know by Lustra or like, you know, oh, I Hear God. You Calling by Gob or, you know, anything. Yeah. We just do it better in North America. We, we just, just know our pop. We here, just know yeah. our pop punk. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's that you know you need the fucking California sun or Florida sun to make pop punk. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking really you know grapes. God. Yeah, it's yeah, like this grapes. Is boring. It's it's boring. I feel like again that's the thing is that like it, it is like so this comes out in 2019, which is actually in terms of the pop punk revival, they were a bit early. A bit, a little, a little bit early, but not bad timing overall. Like maybe just yeah. like a year off, essentially, from the Machine Gun Kelly album. Yeah, uh, before which... Olivia Rodrigo and Billy Joel bridged the generational gap through the power of music. That's right. Yeah, no, <laughs> they did bridge look, the generational gap through the power. Look, of if there's music. one thing, if there's one thing that Olivia Rodrigo and Billy Joel can agree on. Music is their life. Okay, music you know? is their music life. Music is my life. That's one yeah. thing that boomers and zoomers can agree on. That music we love is music. Life. And we love the way it brings us together. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lord knows that, like, you know, Gen X had bad taste in music, so... Like the singer, Lord? Uh, the what? Sing- what? What? Oh, that what? was... Uh, editor, cut that out. Cut that out. I don't want to have a flop on this. It's it's funny. I want to I want to I'm I'm sorry, Jenna, if I'm if I'm do uh, if I'm going behind the scenes on this one. Uh, it's funny. Whenever I was editing the the uh, the last episode, uh, not the music is my life one, but the uh, the one we did on it's the same fucking song again again episode. <laughs> uh, Jenna told me to to cut out the 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 can stacking joke that she made on that episode, which has now become a recurring bit on the Discord. So I'm glad that I decided to not cut that that joke out because it actually was very funny. Lord. Uh, what? I was just saying, Lord. Lord? Like Lord. 
Like it's Lord sounds like never mind. I was just making a joke. Editor, editor, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but continuing, I don't know if they said anything about uh, what happened to your band. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is followed by the grittier "What happened to your band," which stylistically reminds me of Danger Days era MCR, which, as you revealed <laughs> to me recently, Chris, is your favorite MCR album. Well, it depends. I think they're all mostly pretty equal, but I think this one is my favorite. Interesting. That's uh, a overall. Good- I'll oh, accept that take. No, I like that take. It's an interesting I just go back take. to Danger Days. Yeah, it is, it is, it. I, I am fully aware it's an interesting take. but It's an interesting take, but it's yeah, I'm not going to yuck your yum. It's cool. I think Black mm-hmm. Parade is probably, out of all of them, maybe the least good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I got to go back. I haven't revisited the Uber in so long. I've never really like ranked MCR records. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, they're all, it's I, very hard to do because they're all very different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would probably say Black Parade, Three Cheers, Danger Days, and Are we going to start ranking Bullet. MCR records? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah we think. are. I think, like, Gun to Head, I'd probably go Three Cheers, Bullets, uh, Black Parade, Danger Days, weirdly. Mm. Except, yeah, like, I... the, the interval between Three Cheers and Black Parade is, like, very, very narrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I listen. I, I want to say for bullets, I did listen to bullets uh, earlier this year for the first time for uh, music writer exercise. I didn't really care for it as much. I didn't really. Uh, I just wasn't as as big into it. I felt like it's very much like okay, here's a band's first record, and I feel like they really oh. honed in on the sound on the next two. Yeah, for me. I liked it. It was a little bit different when they only had two albums. So it was three cheers and the other one. You you mm-hmm. kind of learned to love bullets. Um, yeah. yeah, out of that. On their that's tour cool. right now, they're playing a lot of bullet songs. They're playing a lot of bullets. Yeah, and, cool. They're playing a lot of bullets and three cheers songs. Well, Which that got, new single buy was still. very like bulletsy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I gotta buy. T- I got. I gotta buy tickets still for the tour. I gotta. I gotta see them at, at some point. They're playing like five dates in L.A. So yeah, got to figure are, out what, what are they we were. counting conventional weapons as an album, or how do, how are we ranking conventional? I mean, weapons? If you want to go for it, that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I think, think conventional would... weapons starts off really good, and then it kind of turns into yeah. i can see why they didn't put these on albums right totally mm. totally uh i think in that case i would probably go three cheers bullets black parade uh conventional weapons and then danger days hmm. i'm surprised uh, I'm, I'm the only person that's black parade is number one I'm, I'm 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 surprised by that i i mean i'm not I, you're basic I, I no. i think black parade is like <laughs> great I, I like... kill, i'll kill i'll kill you chris <laughs> I'll come to Long Island. I'll get. I'll. I'll go. I'll find Eddie Kingston. I'm just bring him to your house. The thing is, is that like I'm just so fucking old that like I was like you know cognizant of Black Parade like before it came out, and I was really excited for that album. I literally remember that they like premiered it like in like a fucking web stream on their website, and that's like how I first listened to it. Mm -hmm. And but like I don't know. I think it's also just that that record's great and i get that like a lot of people like you know probably like it a lot more than american idiot but i think it's just like so patently like them trying to like like literally replicate the success of american idiot by just like copying everything it was the about same american it was idiot. a year after it's rob cavallo doing S- like, same he, label yeah same, same label music, producer sam <sighs> bayer directed all the music videos it's yeah, just like I, a carbon copy of american but the song but the songs i disagree really with that i mean are, i disagree it's the just, songs it's, you it, could argue are probably better than the songs on american idiot maybe but it's a carbon copy of american idiot like I, I i totally get why people would prefer black parade but like for me it's like they were ripping off american idiot like that's how that's how i felt at the time I was it's like, also yeah, different camps of people capping. being like if i'm going back to like 
like elementary, middle school. It's different camps of people who like the yeah. those albums. Yeah, totally. And like for me, I think liking the heavier side of things, like of course I'm going to like kind of the punchiest like MCR album. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Luke, you're also yeah. banned from the Power Pop chat for ranking Danger Days <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> Danger Days is good. Danger Days is like their ratitude. <laughs> oh, what is I, that let's, mean? Can we go That's... to the next song? I don't want. Right, I don't want. We've already, to our final we already song. went on MCR tangent. I'm not going on a Weezer tangent. I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing. <laughs> I'm just throwing okay, we can't. We cannot let the Power Pop group chat bleed too much of this episode. Uh, so, what happened to my band? Let's listen to a little bit of that real quick. I don't think any MCR record is bad for the record. Like, I think they're like yeah, a fucking like cheap trick. You know, like they're the cheap trick of, of scene music. Oh, you mentioned right, Cheap right. Trick. You're back in the Power Pop chat. Yeah, see, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I guess while, while the song is is entering, I guess I'll say the final things uh, that Inquisitive told me. Not sure where they're going from here, but all signs point to something different again, with Charlie having released another synthy soul record, and James just brought out a pop ska concept album about being stuck quarantined in Mexico during COVID. Here's to the future, although I hope they don't actually stretch their next three albums over a thousand years. Okay, I'm hang fine on. If they do. Pop <laughs> ska concept album. I got, we gotta listen. We gotta listen to something. We gotta listen to one of these goddamn songs. Before yeah, we, we do, I want to say I, I do have like a weird amount of respect for this song. I think this is kind of like this is the type of impressively vulnerable thing that only British fans would dare do in the public eye. <laughs> like, I, imagine if like Tom DeLonge wrote a song to be like. Hey, rest of Blink-182, don't you miss hanging out? What what happened to the rest of you guys? Like, just an American band would never do that. And I do, like, have a weird sort of voyeuristic enjoyment of that sort of thing. It reminds Bobo me of... did it on Back to the Shack. Yeah, right. Back to the Shack. I feel like if, if, if Tom rejoins Blink, I feel like we might get something like that. Like, I wouldn't God be surprised forbid. if we heard a song like that. No, they won't. Imagine they'll how talking about They'll talk about having be. sex with dogs or something. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, imagine how I mean, fucking. Bad again, song with Tom, again, there's the cancer scare that grows, that grows. You know, the hey, that that scares you. That might go. Oh shit! I mean, you know, I don't know how much time I got left. I gotta, you know. Tom's gonna maybe... start writing lyrics about like microplastics and shit. Like, <laughs> like, that's like... Only, they're only allowed to have one song that's actually serious about like their parents getting divorced or something. And yeah, then or everything like else. Someone killing themselves or mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah. But I okay. agree with you about like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that the British know the British know how to be vulnerable in a way that other uh, societies and cultures don't know how. Yeah, yeah which it's is which, true. Which it reminds me of whole... um, it, it reminds me of the boy band Take That had like a documentary that went alongside their reunion album. That's like kind of become to me one of the most fascinating documentaries where it's like. It is a feature-length documentary of just basically unedited footage of them working and arguing in the studio combined with, like, very, very raw and revealing anecdotes from how all of their personal lives are falling apart. And it's like, no other, like, country's band would ever sign off on this sort of thing. Like, this is an abjectly kind of, like, humiliating endeavor for all of them. And yet here they are just, like, putting it out in the public record. So that, like, That's funny because that reminds me of the Backstreet Boys documentary. Oh, interesting, that's, which I've actually oh, never right, seen. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what happens in the Backstreet Boys documentary. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay, I need to check that out then. I was yeah. just going to say, there's, been called. there's no other like culture, like British culture, that's like as self-deprecating. Yeah. That they well, would allow I themselves mean, to like the be like the show that's is, outside of themselves. You got to think of it in terms of like, this is like boy band culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Busted are a boy band. 
Yes, like, completely. Yeah, McFly are a boy band. Like the, all of these, like kind of like re- like the relationships and like how everything has been described in this like you know biography of them or whatever. Like the overview is like this is like boy band problems and boy band you know situation. Right. There needs like, to be a yeah. dark side of that coin to like the sugary sweet other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is like the standard behind the music. Like arc, totally, you know, because yeah. they don't uh, have uh, VH1 over there. Yeah, although the tie the tie into Slate of Boy Bands to a, a new band that I think a lot of us are are becoming pretty big fans of, Cheem. Yes. I feel like Cheem I think one of the things that I, I know I Cheem love for about years. Cheem, which I'm just, saying, again, I'm just saying. Again, you're again you're, you're you're early adopter, Chris. I, I yeah, it's hey, Cheem season. Up. I'm uh, Cheem I just want to say there we go. I, I just want to say with, with Cheem, I think one of the things that the they come to a very good conclusion. I think that's what makes their especially this most recent album so good is that they've come to the conclusion that pop punk bands are boy bands. And from that conclusion, they're able to kind of write songs from that standpoint. Like, all right, like we're, we are a, we are, we are a pop, we're a boy band. Cause that was the thing with the, the early pop punk bands is that a lot of them like made fun of or eschewed like the boy band label, even though like they're all fucking boy bands, like Blake way too. That was a fucking oh, boy I, band. Some 41. That's a just, fucking boy you know, band. They started out as a math rock band, but I think, you know, they can just, they just understood that doing like a deconstructive, like hyper pop esque, you know, like it's not, they, they stress how it's not ironic, you know, but with hyper pop, exactly. it was just like, sometimes you know, they, it's a little ironic, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, I'll, I'll just say from experience, just like, you know, again, I, I have, you know, very recently I, I have talked about how much I, I love a fever. You can't sweat out, especially uh, in the past you know, month or so when I discovered Cheem and rediscovered my love for that record. Um, it's just case where it's like they eschewed those influences because they were deemed as uncool. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of hitting a point in time where it's like, what, like one, like who cares? If this is not cool. Like, this is like who cares it, if it's cool or not? Yeah, but, all, but like, also, but also because, but, but also that sound, I mean, they're very like, again, similar to in some ways with this, you know, with busted in their pop punk revival here on their 2019 record. Yeah. It's just like, it's being like, Hey, these bands are going to have, there's going to be some kind of critical reevaluation. Let's get early to that, you know, it's like and how let's lead the charge. Essentially. They, they picked the exact moment, right? Like it's like the fucking mm-hmm. like summer solstice or like equinox or whatever, like this moment in culture and in overall, like just kind of like, you know, like trendy pop culture and everything is the one moment you could pick where you could earnestly be like ripping off three eleven and panic at the disco exactly. and have people go like, fuck. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, exactly. If they wait even like any longer than right now, like there'd be no way that they could pull that off. You know, exactly. Exactly. And they're uh, anyways, it off great. I like. I fucking like. It's undeniable to me. You know, but I get mm-hmm. like. I literally showed Team to like one of my best friends who's a gigantic new metal fan and like you know very similar to Holiday Kirk, and he was just like, "Sorry, dude, I can't do it." And it, I think I, that's like maybe the Brendan Uriness of it all, or like yeah, Patrick Stuckness of it all. But yeah, you got yeah. again. If you again, I have a previous tolerance to that stuff. So Cheem was just totally for me. Yeah. Um. But we 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 I I mentioned a crucial detail about uh James Bourne's uh pop ska album. I want to listen to a song from this. This is this is one of the singles, Alone in Paradise. This is gonna sound like magic. This sounds like fucking wow. Like this sounds this sounds like eighties Marvin Gaye right now. Jesus Christ! At least in at least in the sort of the mixture of drum machines. Someone's and been on Tumblr. Oh, this is dog shit. This is oh terrible. My God. Okay, wow. we're gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a different song. 
I want to hear again. So far, again, I'm not hearing pop ska. This sounds like Harry Styles. Where oh, no. pops, again? I feel like I'm being fucking. I just got lied to, Inquisitive. Where's the pop ska? Well, X Man. This song is called X Man. Well, okay. Is it okay? Is it is it is it this album? I assume this is Safe Journey. You're home expecting from to hear like third wave. Okay, this Lady is November 2020. This is, this is quarantine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This sounds like Jason Mraz. It does. Pop, oh, again, this inclusive. is literally just like CVS. Court. There's a song inclusive. called The Beatles. Do you know what Scott is? Do you know what fucking Scott is? This is. Pick, again, if, I, if I'm just picking the wrong songs, let me this know. Song is, there's a song called Batman's House. And before that, the song <laughs> is called The Beatles. Yeah, this is at least 80 BPM too slow to qualify. Jesus Christ, Batman's Christ. House. Wait, 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 wait. I, I I was... wait Manny, can you just pull up the lyrics to Batman's House? Yes. <laughs> I just want to see what the lyrics are. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of weird. What are the chances I would end up here tonight? It's funny I mean, how... Yeah, what are the chances you'd end up in Batman's House? Yes. Yeah. In the back cave. <laughs> that is the line later. Wayne Manor. It's kind of weird. How did I end up here at Batman's house? There's a song about Uncle Magic. Captain singing the Batman theme with my uncle. It's a song about Uncle Magic. Holy shit. Oh, no, God. Let's Daddy fucking Magic. go. Me and my friend Buck Danny. <laughs> this is like a weird riff on JCV by Nizlopi, if anyone remembers that incredibly specific poll. That's insane. Ah. Uh. It reminds wow. me of how when I was like five years old, I thought Kiss from a Rose by Seal was about Batman because it was <laughs> in Batman Forever. Mm, <laughs> great song. That's just though. literally a song about Batman. Yeah. Uh, well, then, uh, I think that will wrap up this episode. I, I think we're, we're done with Busted. Uh, thank you, Inquisitive, for sending over this playlist, of course. Uh, for anyone, again, if you want to send us, you, you want us to talk about any, any 10 to 11 songs uh, on this podcast? Uh, with some rules, we have we have, we have veto power here. Uh, again, uh, Dave Grohl tier on our Patreon uh, for eight dollars a month. Although this is a bonus episode for our, our patrons, so you're either already at that tier or pretty damn close to it. So hey, if you've been a real one for a while, you're you know thinking about hmm, I want to send over a playlist. Hey, just an extra three dollars a month. You can only just you don't you only have to do it the one time. And there you got you got a playlist. You know, helps me. You help pay my my rent. You know, like. Uh, my 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 five dollar a month rent here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, thank you, Cal Fifty, for paying my rent every month. I really really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, um, what the check out Hard Time Blues on on Merry Go Round Magazine. That is Luke's wrestling column. Hell yeah, uh, which is gonna get retooled pretty soon. If it's if 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 I can if I can state that. Yeah, no, I, you're free to. No, we're we're gonna switch up to a uh, artist interview format. Um, I, I think I'm at liberty to say this. We'll have a uh, interview with Jobber, uh, power pop nice. band Jobber, uh, and wrestling gimmicked power pop band Job- Jobber will be the first uh, artist we're going to interview, and I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a really cool proof of concept moving forward for the column. Um, I really just want to thread the needle between like pro wrestling and music culture and just general kind of pop culture and stuff. So yeah, I'm really excited to uh, start uh, start doing that. There you go uh chris you got anything you want to plug yes i do on eight uh on the 8th of june 2019 busted were invited up on stage to perform year 3000 <laughs> with the jonas brothers <laughs> at capital shit. summertime ball 2019 oh, as special guests wow. there is a youtube video of this i i will be let me let me pull it well, up because i did see it i did a, see it in my yeah, search earlier a let's, 21 let's, gun salute to the the 
the dearly departed queen mother. Yeah, rest in peace, Jonas Brothers. Rest in Let's peace, okay. Lizzie. Are they going to do, do the, the Jonas Brothers uh, pussified version, or are they going to do the hell, bitch. busted version? <laughs> I mean, if I were to say, you I would think say. that it's ra- it say. was it was Disney <laughs> that pushed for you know the censoring of the song. This guy's eyebrows are out of control. I don't understand them through their accents. It's like they're speaking a different language. Where are the Jones brothers? Where their, are they? Their accents are like how Harry Styles acts. Like his accent. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we cannot, we cannot get into Harry Styles' discourse. We can't get into Harry Styles' discourse. We can't get into CM Punk AEW discourse. It's too much. It's, these guys couldn't manage a fucking target. <laughs> oh, there's there's Nick. <laughs> okay, I think the crowds were mic'd no, pretty badly because they were because they were trying to be like that's the best song on the whole playlist. I mean, there's a reason yeah, it was a hit. Easy, you know? yeah, yeah, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. That again, good, good, Ultimate good for them. Radio Disney theme park music. That's all you got to Ab- say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Fun, fun, fun little, 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 little thing from between them. So yeah, that, that is it. Uh, we, so of course this is a bonus episode. Uh, let's see when this comes out, which will probably come out on a Wednesday. Uh, we are going to be preparing for episode uh, 200 of the Indians podcast. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, which is yet unreleased as we record this, uh, it's going to be a very special, slightly out of format episode uh again just you know we're gonna be you know reminiscing on you know 200 episodes of the podcast and i mean coming up i mean seven plus years i mean coming up on eight in december so you know took us took us a long ass time to get to 200 uh most podcasts would be way past that point uh at this point but you know you know took a while to hit our groove and we got you know kind of sidetracked along the way but hey finally hitting this milestone and uh yeah very excited for y'all to listen to that episode uh when that comes out but in the meantime thank you all for being uh strong patreon supporters of us and listening to this episode and uh yeah we will see you all very very soon bye-bye